This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. I know this can be a challenging time in our lives as young parents, but it can also be one of the best times of our lives. It's up to you and your spouse to create your ideal family situation. So grab a hold of your budget and define your perfect year. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're answering two questions from the Marriage, Kids, and Money community. And after our questions, we are highlighting another Money Master of the Week. And last but not least, my friends, we are starting a new segment today called The Big Give. This one is inspired by my quest to become a more giving and charitable person. But it's also inspired by my interest in teaching my kids this gift as well. Every three months in our house, in the Hill family house, my kids and I get together to donate the money we have saved for charity. And since we're always looking for new charities to inspire us, I thought I'd ask representatives or founders of charities to join me on the show for a quick chat so we can learn more about them and their mission. So for our first inaugural Big Give segment this month, we're featuring Stephen Maceus from Together We Rise. This is an organization that is focused on helping young kids in the foster care system in the United States, and they're focused on helping them have happier lives. So we're going to discuss how this organization came together and learn more about the state of foster care in the U.S., And um, just want to let you guys know, giving is not a requirement. You don't have to. If you're moved, give. If not, no worries. The goal is to inform you and hopefully inspire you. All right, let's jump into today's show. Our question of the month comes in from Anonymous, but we'll just call her Jane Doe. And we could do Doe, like not D-O-E, but like D-O-U-G-H because it's a money show. Anyway, so here we go. Jane Doe. Andy, help. (laughs) We make $120,000 per year, but we spend nearly all of it. We want to get rid of our student loans, but there's just no money left at the end of the month. And retirement, we are so behind. We're married. We have one kid and another on the way. Daycare is crazy expensive. We want to fix our money situation, but don't know where we can save money. What can we do to save more money? Thanks, Andy. Jane. Jane, thanks for connecting. I completely understand where you're coming from, and I sense the frustration in your note. It's like, how could we be making all this money? How could we be making six figures and still not be getting ahead? Jane, I am not sure if this makes you feel better, but uh, you're not alone. According to a Nielsen report in late 2015, one out of every four families in the U.S. making $150,000 or more is living paycheck to paycheck. So you're not alone, Jane. But you're not looking for camaraderie. You're looking for freedom. 
since I don't know all your financial details, Jane, I've come up with 15 ideas for you to choose from that may help you. And if there's three in there that help, that's great. Just leave the rest and maybe the other 12 can help the listeners of this podcast. Okay, here we go. Number one, develop a budget. First things first, it looks like you're missing some clarity when it comes to your cash, my friend Jane. You're making a great income together, but you're not sure where it's all going. It's time to develop a budget with your spouse so you can take control. This way you're telling your money where to go instead of the other way around. Nicole and I love Mint. This has helped us a ton over the last seven years in our marriage. It helps us stay on top of our monthly spending, save for our future goals, like you're talking about retirement, getting rid of those loans, and it also helps us reduce our money fights. I have a 10-step tutorial, and it's free, and you can get that at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash mint. That'll walk you through the process of setting up your mint account if you are interested. Again, that's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash mint. And again, that guide is free, and free rocks. Mint is free as well. So (laughs) if you're more into spreadsheets, I love Tiller. Check out Tiller. They have an automated system that feeds through Excel and Google Sheets. It's a really slick way of doing your budget if you're into spreadsheets, and the company is doing some amazing things. I had uh, Peter Polson on the show from Tiller. Great guy. Really respect him and his mission. And if you don't like fintech, that's cool. You don't have to do any of these tools. Just write down your income on a piece of paper and write down your expenses so you can start getting some transparency with your money. Go through your past checking statements or your credit card statements to see where all this money is going each month. Whatever you do, fintech or plain old pen and paper, just get it done. This is the first of these 15 steps because it's the most important one, in my opinion. Number two, decrease your housing costs. The largest expense in your budget is more than likely your mortgage or your rent. So let's talk mortgage first. You may want to see if you're a candidate for refinancing your mortgage. Nicole and I used LendingTree for our last mortgage, and we we liked them because they compared rates from multiple lenders on our behalf, and it's online and it's quick and easy. Now, there are closing costs associated with a mortgage refinance, and they aren't cheap. So make sure the savings from your interest rate will be able to be recouped. So for example, if you save 500 bucks per year with your refinance, but it takes you six years to recoup your closing costs because they were 3000 bucks, does that really make sense for your situation? Will you for sure be living in that house for six years from now? If not, don't do a refi. It's not it's not the end all be all. But let's say you maybe were able to save $1,000 per year and that cuts it down to three years and then you'll and you and you're saying in your heart of hearts that you'll definitely be in that house for three years for sure then maybe it makes sense whatever you do you decide there are costs i just the reason i'm going through this is i just want you to know there are costs that are associated with refinancing so if the refinance doesn't make sense for your situation you may want to look at wah, 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 downsizing your living situation <laughs> Do you own too much house for your life right now, Jane? 
it's not fun to talk about, but is your mortgage taking over a large portion of your budget each month? And a rule of thumb might be looking at, does it take up more than 25% of your income? And if it does, that might be stealing some of the other things you like to do in your life or that you want to do in your life. So it might not be a fun conversation to have, but you might want to look at downsizing. It's definitely the least popular option for saving money, but it's also the most effective for getting some freedom back in your life. And lastly, here on number two, if you're renting and your rent is killing you, consider shopping around for something that fits your budget better. This may mean a longer commute or a less desirable neighborhood, but man, drastic times call for drastic measures. Number three, drive a less expensive car. Transportation is usually the second highest line item in our family budgets. I know it is for us. Even with two paid off cars, we got two paid off cars, but it's still the second most expensive line item in our budget with insurance, repairs, gas, oil changes. It's uh, it's crazy. It's an expensive area. So how do we make this section of our budget less expensive? Well, another unfun one, but you know, all the fun, unfun ones are, are put near the top. You may need to downsize your car. A nice reliable used car might just save your budget, Jane. And if you're a two-car household, maybe a compromise is to have one car be your nicer, newer one that you guys drive around on the weekends or or whatever. And then the other one could be your everyday driver that you're beating up every day. So take a moment to think about your car situation. Can you save more here? Transportation and housing will be your biggest savings opportunities. Number four, shop at a lower cost grocery store. When Nicole and I went down to a one income household, when our second child came into the world, Mr. Calvin, we had to make some changes in our spending in order to afford that lifestyle. And one thing we did was switch from Kroger, which is like our largest grocery store chain here in Michigan. So insert that wherever you live. Uh, We switched from Kroger to Aldi. And this change helped us save $300 per month on our budget. Yes, that is $3,600 per year. And the change has been great. The food is great at Aldi. They still have organic options, but there's a few quirks you got to get used to. You have to return your own shopping cart and you got to put this quarter in in order to get the shopping cart. You got to bag your own groceries and there's not a ton of signage to show you where everything is. So they they don't spend a ton of money on their, their frills, I guess. But if you can get over that, Aldi might be right for you. And if not Aldi, you know, look, um, look for another low-cost option that works in your area. Number five, eat at restaurants less. We love going to restaurants in our family. You don't have to cook. You don't have to clean. But if you go out too often, it's hard to eat healthy and, you know, it loses some of its excitement when you go out too much, right? So assess your restaurant spending, Jane. Can you trim back by half this month and see how much you save? It could be a great area to work on. Number six, work on eliminating your debt. If you have high interest credit card debt, I don't know if you do, you need to address this with any extra cash you are getting. 
It is so tough to breathe when you're paying 20% interest to credit card companies every month. As you start to create some breathing room in your budget, immediately start making extra principal payments on your high interest debt until it is gone. And then when your credit card debt is gone, start attacking your next loan with that extra cash. Number seven, refinance your student debt. If you have some student loans that don't qualify for student loan forgiveness, look into refinancing your debt. I've interviewed a few people on this show who've had some major success with refinancing. And refinancing your student debt is the opposite of refinancing your mortgage like we talked about earlier. It generally doesn't cost you a dime. SoFi is a great partner for this. You can check them out. You could have the opportunity to go from 7% in your loans to 3% and save hundreds or thousands of dollars per year. Number eight, reevaluate the daycare situation. You said daycare costs are killing you. So this could be a really important area to adjust, especially with another child coming into your life. So take some time to look at your options. You may be able to find someone to come to your house instead of taking your kids to another location. My buddy in Chicago that I interviewed on this show, actually, he said he found a nanny on Urban Sitter for 11 bucks per hour, and they love her. So shop around, look at different situations. This could be a great area for you to save money, but also to save you some heartache with going back and forth to daycare. And soon enough, Jane, they're going to be in kindergarten, and you can take advantage of that. <laughs> Number nine, look at a higher deductible health plan. After your child is born, see if your workplace offers a high deductible health plan, which can be, you know, this little acronym HDHP. This may make your monthly premiums for healthcare go down significantly. Our family made the switch in 2017 and it saved us around 2000 bucks per year. So now the the catch here, right? You can't just switch your healthcare plan and be like, oh, I saved a bunch of money. The catch here is, is that you pay a much higher deductible when you need medical care. Hence the name high deductible healthcare plan. So make sure you have an emergency fund of at least three months expenses to cover unexpected medical costs. Actually, you might want to consider six months in your case when you got the two kids at home. But again, Look into this after your child is born. I'm not sure how close you are to the major medical cost of pregnancy or, sorry, delivery. So consider this after the baby comes. If you sign up for a high deductible health care plan, look into a health savings account as well, HSA. It is a great way to save on taxes with your medical expenses. If your office does offer a high deductible health plan, but no HSA, no health savings account, that's like what my, my office does. You can look at getting an HSA outside of your office, and that's what we've done in our family. And we used Lively, and it's an excellent partner. We've really enjoyed working with them, and we've been using them for the past year, and it's been going great. So I'll put that link in the show notes as well. Number 10, negotiate your cable bill and cell phone bill. 
This is a great one. You can shop around for deals with other cable or cell phone companies and then call your cable company and your cell phone company and ask them if they'd be willing to match the deals you're being offered from their competitors. It's much easier for them to retain you as a customer than to earn another one. So you'd be surprised at the discounts you may receive by simply asking. Also, ask your HR rep at your office to see if you have any cell phone discounts you're not taking advantage of. I get an 8% discount with Verizon just because I'm a just an employee of the company. It's not a ton, but it saves us like 100 bucks per year. So it's worth a five-minute conversation. Number 11, cut the cord on cable. So if you don't get that discount you're looking for from the cable company, just consider getting rid of it altogether. Do you really watch TV a lot? And maybe you do. And if you do, check out some other options like Hulu or Sling TV or Netflix. That can be a good replacement to the monthly cable bill. You know, you got to be careful about how many ones you sign up for. You could just essentially get back to the cable bill amount. But right now we're just doing Netflix in our house and we're so busy. We don't have a ton of time to watch all sorts of TV. So we don't really miss it that much. We cut, we cut the cord, I think maybe three or four years ago. Anyway, it was a great way to save, and it's not really something that we miss that much. Number 12, automate your 401k savings. Once you start creating a little space in your budget, it's time to feed your retirement machine. Start contributing to your office 401k immediately. Perhaps your company matches your contributions like mine does, and that is free money you could be taking advantage of. I know you said that you're feeling behind on your retirement, and this action of the 401k contribution can be a quick and easy way to get started. And when you do, consider low-cost index funds that cover the broader stock market when you get started. Number 13, review your subscriptions and memberships. Do you have a gym membership that you're not using, Jane? Or an Audible subscription with books that are just stacking up that you don't read? It may be time to cancel some of those recurring monthly costs that you are not using. Start with the ones that bring you the least happiness or the ones that you're actually not using and then work backwards. You don't want to suck all of the joy out of your life, especially when you have two little kids at home. That is a recipe for major stress. So... The purpose is not to steal all of your joy with this exercise. It's to, you know, look at the areas with the most major impact and give you a little bit of freedom. You know, where, where do you align those priorities, right? You want, you want student debt freedom and you want to save for your retirement more than you want cable TV? You know, it, it's, it's all about analyzing those priorities. So anyway, a little rant there. Number 14, invest in a high-yield savings account. So an easier way to save money is to move your savings account from your brick-and-mortar bank down the street to a high-yield online savings account. We went from PNC Bank, where we were making, oh, I don't know, like 0.01% interest, and we moved over to Ally Bank, where we're now making 2.2% interest. And it rises like, seems to be rising like every couple of months, which is great. So it might not seem like a lot, but uh, that simple switch has helped us to save a ton more in interest. I mean, hundreds hundreds of dollars in interest each year just by switching the account. And it's um, it's been simple. I had a chance to interview Ally Bank on this show last fall, 
and I will place that interview in the show notes for you to check out. And it's got all sorts of good information on savings as well. Number 15, a home energy audit. Call your electric company, Jane, or your natural gas company and ask them how you can save on your monthly bill. They are more than likely natural monopolies in your area, and they have a vetted interest in making sure that everybody continues to pay their bills and live happy lives. Our electric company did a free audit of our house to point out some areas where we might want to add um, insulation, and that helped us a lot. Also, they came to our house and gave us like 30 free LED light bulbs. It was awesome. And I haven't changed a light bulb in like a year. And that's a really good thing because that's pretty much the extent of my handyman work (laughs) at the house is changing a light bulb. So, (laughs) oh, and and another area of savings here. We bought a Nest thermostat a couple years ago. Initially, it does cost you some money. But a nest says, I don't think they guarantee, but they say the product pays for itself in two years. And if you plan on living in your house longer than two years, it is a good investment. Essentially, it, the, cool, the coolest thing that it does is that when you leave the house based on your cell phones, it automatically goes into eco mode which, um, you know, goes, well, you, you can set that, but we have it at like 55 degrees or something like that. So when we leave the house for all day or a couple days, it goes all the way down. And then when we come back in based on having our cell phones in our pockets, it goes back to the regular settings. So just that little switch has helped us save a lot of money. And another side effect of the nest, I keep talking about the nest here, but it's reduced a lot of fights about the temperature in our house between Nicole and I, I was always turning it down. She was always turning it up. And now it's perfectly set for our lives. It's it's set how she wants it to happen when she's home. And then it's, it's set at a good temperature for us to sleep. So less fights and a lower bill. So thanks, Nest. <laughs> okay, we went over... Okay, we went over 15 ways, 15 areas for you to save, Jane. I know all of these won't fit your situation perfectly because I didn't know all of your financial details, but... Hopefully, you can get a few savings nuggets out of this and create some breathing room for your young family. And if you want to read all of these tips and access some of the resources I mentioned, I've got them all in the show notes at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 124. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 124. Jane, best of luck with your growing family. I know this can be a challenging time in our lives as young parents, but it can also be one of the best times of our lives. It's up to you and your spouse to create your ideal family situation. So grab a hold of your budget and define your perfect year. We'll be back to the show after a word from our sponsor. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing coast fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. 
I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Thanks for checking out our sponsors, everyone. Let's jump back into the show. And our second question of the month comes in from Amanda from Cleveland. Hi, this is Amanda calling from Cleveland, Ohio. I had a question about credit cards and uh, travel rewards. My husband and I have no uh, credit cards. We've paid off everything, um, but we're looking to go to Hawaii for our 10-year anniversary and didn't know if there was a good credit card to get to redeem um, travel rewards. So, um, or if this was even a good thing to do to get a credit card for that or just um, pay with cash. So uh, let me know. Oh, I love this question, Amanda. Thank you so much for reaching out. Also, nice work living with no credit card debt. And actually, thanks for following up with me on an email that you have no debt whatsoever outside of the mortgage. That is incredible. Debt freedom rocks and you rock. Way to go. As far as your question on the credit cards, since you've demonstrated you can safely live on a budget and not incur any other debt, Getting a credit card for the perks, rewards, and the bonuses is totally fine, in my opinion. In fact, I wish I would have not gone credit card free for five years when I was going through the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University program. Um, my wife, Nicole, definitely wished that we didn't go credit card free, but Andy was going a little Dave Ramsey crazy there for a little bit. I, I, I read the book and it said all of the things I needed to do, and then I just did all of those things. <laughs> I'm recovered now. I'm Andy. I'm recovering. <laughs> I still love me some Dave, don't worry, but I've learned a few things that um, Dave doesn't like, and I like those things, but I'm cool with it. I'm cool with the difference, and it's all good. 
And credit cards and the points that come with them are definitely one of those areas where I disagree with him. I'll use my last year as an example. We went a little nuts on the credit card points in a good way. In my opinion, we used points, rewards, and cash back to get a $6,000 all-inclusive trip to Cabo San Lucas for our family of four, and it cost us only around 300 bucks. Yeah, $6,000 trip, 300 bucks. It was awesome. The place was beautiful. The kids club rocked. The all-inclusive food was delicious. The poolside drinks were incredibly awesome and the price made it all that much better now amanda you might not want to go credit card hacking crazy like we did right off the bat so if you wanted to start with one credit card to support your travels i'd recommend both of you both of you you and your husband sign up for a chase sapphire preferred Now, before you get into it, make sure you understand the minimum spending requirement. This is the most important term, MSR, which requires you to spend a certain amount of money in a period of time. And if you don't spend that amount of money, then you won't get the reward. So if that MSR matches up with your typical spending per month and your typical spending over that period of time, let's say it's $3,000 over three months, then you're golden. But if you have to stretch and buy gift cards and spend more money or figure out a way to hack the system because you don't spend that much, then don't do this. But if you end up you know, matching with the MSR, the, the minimum spend requirement for you to get that reward, and you book your travel through their rewards portal, you can essentially get $1,250 in free travel just from signing up for these cards and hitting the minimum spending requirement and yeah, free travel's pretty sweet. The offer on the website right now has no annual fee for the first year, but 95 bucks for every year after that. And if you don't want to pay that annual fee after the first year, you can just cancel the card before the year is up. And if you like the card, then keep the card. So if you are more interested in dipping your toes in the water of travel rewards like we have over the past couple of years, check out the free course on Travel Miles 101. That's travelmiles101.com. I took this course after I interviewed Brad Barrett on my show a couple of years ago. I was super skeptical of this whole travel rewards thing because I was a hardcore Dave Ramsey guy. But after the interview and after taking his course, I became a believer and now, two years later, we've enjoyed multiple nearly free vacations to Mexico, California, and to Florida. I'll put that interview in the show notes for you guys to, to listen to it, too. But um, the course is free, and all that Brad asks of you is, um, if you like the course and the instructions that he gives, just sign up for the credit cards off of their site so they can get affiliate dollars. When you sign up off of their sites, they get a little commission. So it would be your way as of essentially saying thank you. And Brad warns you, and I will warn you, that this credit card game, and it's definitely a game, can be dangerous and costly if you don't follow the rules. The first major rule is that you always 
pay your credit card off in full every month, no matter what. It sounds like you're doing this already, Amanda, so you're good. But for the other folks who are listening or reading this online, it is a must. And if you don't have the discipline or the financial means to do that yet, stay away from credit card rewards. It's dangerous and will only cause you more financial distress for your situation. But if you're debt-free and you're living on a budget and in control of where your money goes, I say enjoy the benefits that come with credit card rewards. We definitely have in our family. I hope that helps, Amanda, whatever you decide to do. I hope you enjoy your big 10-year anniversary trip. You guys deserve it. That is awesome. May your next 10 years be filled with love, happiness, and a whole load of financial success. If you have a question like Jane or Amanda, please contact me at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com or leave me a voicemail like Amanda did at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash voicemail. I love answering these questions and I hope it helps you too. Now it's time to announce the Money Master of the Week. Michael Linkner shared an incredible family win on Twitter the other day. Michael, his wife, and their little baby just became debt-free. In three years and four months, they paid off $69,084.83 to the penny. This includes both of their student loans, credit cards, and cars. They also cash-flowed having a baby and some unexpected medical expenses that came along with the pregnancy. They give major thanks for their debt freedom to Mr. Dave Ramsey, his Total Money Makeover and Financial Peace University. After all, he is definitely the debt-crushing master. I would highly recommend you guys pick up that book or take the course. It helped our family a lot. Now, Michael and his wife are moving on to building up a healthy emergency fund to support their growing young family. Michael, thank you for sharing your big win with everyone on Twitter, and congratulations for being our Money Master of the Week. Do you have a recent financial victory that you want to share on the show? You got to email me at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com or again, leave me a voicemail at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash voicemail. I'd love to hear from you. For our big give segment this month, we are featuring Together We Rise, a nonprofit organization dedicated to transforming the way youth navigate the foster care system in America. I've invited the donor relations manager, Stephen Maceus, to tell us more about the organization. We're also going to discuss the state of foster care in America. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Hey, Andy. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm great. Can you tell us a little bit about what foster care is? Yeah, so foster care is essentially um, you know, a government system where children or youth who are under the age of 18 have been removed from their parents or guardians. And they have entered, um, you know, the system of foster care, which means that they are living with those who have signed up to take them under their care. Um, it could be a temporary placement. It could be a permanent placement, which leads to adoption. Um, these are kids who have been victims of neglect or abuse at um, a certain capacity. And so because of those circumstances, they have been placed in the care of others, usually a foster family, sometimes a group home. And um, for the time being, they're under the care of those um, caregivers. 
Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you for giving us that uh, that breakdown. So, how many kids are in the in the U.S. that are that are in foster care? How many kids are in foster care right now? Yeah. So right now there are over four hundred thousand kids in foster care in the United States. It's a, a mind-boggling number, and it unfortunately seems to rise um, steadily every year that passes. Um, I think the exact amount was around four hundred and thirty-six thousand, but again, that number or that number fluctuates daily because there are kids that enter the system every day. Um, but yeah, at the time being, that's where we're at. We're at about uh, 436,000 kids in the system. What are, what are some of the main drivers that, that drive that number up that, um, you know, for, for kids to end up in foster care? Um, it really varies, um, you know, with with the uh, opioid epidemic and certain drug-related issues um, that are on the rise. Um, because of that, we see an increased number of kids who are entering the system. Unfortunately, um, you know, their parents may be struggling with addiction or other you know, related issues. And for that reason, um, they are not able to care for their children, their biological children. So they do end up in the foster care system many of those times. So, OK, so what, what is the typical life of a foster care child look like? You know, so they enter the system after a difficult situation like, their, you know, their parents were addicted to opioids and they just couldn't take care of them anymore. What, what is what is their life look like now in foster care? Um, it really depends on the, the case. So um, in an ideal world, um, if, a, if a child were to enter the foster care system, they would be placed with a foster care family, which has you know, agreed to take care of this child for a, a determined amount of time. Um, this could be a relative or a grandparent, a cousin, aunt, uncle. It could be a family that this child has never met before. Um, so in an ideal case, they will have, you know, a loving family of some sort to take care of this child until their biological parents can get back on track and back on their feet. Um, the ultimate goal of the foster care system is family preservation. So, um, the idea isn't to take kids away from their families and place them with new families, um, out of force or anything like that. Um, the idea is to, you know, kind of recuperate those biological parents, um, to a state where they can, uh, take those children back in. And um, that's kind of the end goal with the foster care system. But that isn't always the case, unfortunately. A lot of times there are kids who enter the system. There isn't a foster family available to take them in. There isn't a relative that's able to care for them either. So they end up in group homes, um, which essentially ranges from about six to eight kids who are living under you know, a state-funded home with staff members who are there to essentially be the family and care for them. Um, a lot of kids bounce from home to home. They can go from a foster family to a foster family and from that family to a group home and back to a family and to another group home. Um, unfortunately, we hear of many cases where kids have been through numerous homes and eventually they age out of the system and they still don't have a steady family to care for them. So um, it's it's unfortunate. But again, the best the best case scenario would be that there was a foster family or a relative um, there to care for those kids in the meantime. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of passion towards this topic personally. So uh, how, how did how did you get involved with Together We Rise? And, and tell us a little bit about the organization. Yeah, so Together We Rise started in 2008. Um, our founder, his name is Danny Mendoza, he actually found out one day that his cousin, who was nine, um, was living in a car. And because our founder was very young at the time and he wanted to get involved, he realized that there weren't many ways that he could get involved. Um, a lot of organizations didn't take him seriously. They thought, oh, it's just a young person. There's not much they can really do about it. And so because of that, um, he started Together We Rise and our organization was born. Um, I met Danny just a few, a few years later. We both shared that heart for kind of helping the underdogs of the world and, you know, wanting to make a difference in their lives. So um, recently they invited me on board after, you know, kind of working with them and volunteering for several years. And 
uh, here we are. So it's been a lot of fun. We get to work together to kind of help as many kids as possible and work with amazing people to make a difference. That's incredible. So, so specifically, tell us what your organization then does to support the, the kids in foster care. Sure. So we have um, a variety of different programs. Um, our most popular one is our Sweet Case program. And what the Sweet Case is, is essentially a duffel bag that we give to kids in care that has been personalized by a volunteer. Um, and we give those two kids um, so they have something to carry their personal belongings in as they're navigating the foster care system. Um, oftentimes, when a child is removed from their home, they're given one or two trash bags and are basically told, hey, you have five to 15 minutes to gather up all your belongings and place them in these garbage bags. And as a child, you can imagine the message that that sends to you. So the sweet cases were created to kind of give them a sense of dignity and say, hey, you are valuable. Your belongings do matter. You do matter. And um, even though it may not seem like a big gesture, it makes a world of difference for kids who you know, are having their lives kind of turned upside down in those moments. So that's our main program. That's one we're most known for. But we also provide bikes and skateboards to kids in foster care so they can get around to and from school, to and from work, um, things like that, just to give them a sense of transportation that's reliable. Um, oftentimes, you know, kids that are in foster care, they don't have their parents to give them their, you know, their hand-me-down car or get them a new car or whatever the case may be. So we try to meet the need where it's at and provide those tools to them. Uh, we also once a year reunite 350 siblings who have been separated in foster care. We take them to Disneyland and give them an all expenses paid weekend where they can just be with their siblings and create some positive memories for a change. So, um, those are kind of our main programs. We really just try to, you know, be innovative in the way that we change the way they, these kids experience the foster care system. A lot of times it's just a, a lot of meeting with social workers and caseworkers and it gets old for them and it kind of becomes a tiresome process. So where we exist is um, as, as a tool to give them some positive memories throughout this entire journey. And um, we've had a lot of like really good success with that. That's incredible. Well, I, I came across your organization through my company. Uh, we did a sponsorship or a partnership with your organization on developing some sweet cases. And it was really um, motivating and moving for me to hear your story, as well as being a part of that, uh, that change or that opportunity for a different view on life um, as you're going through this, this this system. So thank thank you for being a part of this program. I, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, how the donations work. So uh, let's say I'm inspired by this message and I want to give money to your organization. How do you guys use that money specifically? Yeah, so what's cool about the way we handle our donations is that you get to decide what it goes toward. Um, if you feel um, particularly led to give in a certain direction um, in regards to our programs, if you wanted that money to go towards a sweet case for a child, we can direct it to that. If you wanted it to go towards a bike or um, even sponsoring our being a part of our Disney days, whatever you choose um, to send your money towards is what we put it towards. We're very transparent about um, where we use our funding. And um, yeah, so and anything that we get, it, it goes to what you choose and it also stays local to your community. So in your case, if you guys decided to put together sweet cases, we make sure to connect you with the foster care agency in your own community to make sure that we're helping kids in your own backyard. So you know exactly where those products are going towards and you can know rest assured that those kids are you know, have those sweet cases in their possession at this time. So even though you guys are based in California, this is a nas uh, national program, nationwide program. Correct. We are based in Southern California. We also just opened an office in Austin, Texas, which is going to be a volunteer event center. Um, where we can have volunteers come together and do similar activities to what you guys did with the sweet cases. But yes, you are correct. There are programs operate nationally across the country. 
And we're able to do that through volunteers and companies and churches and groups that want to give back and make a difference. Wherever they're, wherever they're at, we try to meet that need and make sure that they're helping kids in their own community. Okay. Well, a lot of people that listen to the show uh, work hard for their money and they want to make sure it goes towards things that, uh, you know, can, uh, create good in their community and have the most impact. So you mentioned, uh, you guys, uh, where you're specifically putting that money and, and having the clarity on it. Do you guys have some sort of transparency on your website so people can see exactly where the money goes? Yeah, we actually have, um, a giving map on our website where if you were to log on it's together, Um, you'll find a giving map. I believe it's under our about me about us section. Um, but you can see, it says very clearly on there, you know, we give where our support comes from. So if we receive funding for a certain program um, that comes from New York, we make sure that those bags are going to kids in New York. Um, same with any other state across the country. So that's kind of how we how we operate with our funding. We try to be as transparent as we can be about it. And, um, yeah, just, you know, it enables us to help a lot of kids across the country. Very cool. Well, Stephen, so, you know, a lot of people get motivated by stories, right? So I'm sure that there has been a story that's personally impacted you as you've gone through your you know, time as being part of this organization. Is there something that you could share with us today about a child or somebody who's gone through your program that was specifically impacted that really motivated you? Yeah, definitely. So we get letters all the time, especially from foster families who, um, they have a child show up with their belongings in trash bags. And so recently we had um, a foster parent reach out and they said, Hey, we just want to let you guys know we just received a placement. And so essentially they took in these two siblings, uh, a brother and sister, and they showed up at the house with the social worker and all their belongings were placed in two black trash bags. And, um, when they got there, the foster agency, that the family was fostering through gave them some of our sweet cases to kind of greet the kids and, you know, um, essentially say, hey, we have these for you. It comes with a teddy bear and the blanket and the hygiene kit and all these fun toys, stuff like that. And so when the kids got there, you were obviously it's an, an awkward and kind of a tense situation. You're meeting a family for the first time that's taking you in. You don't know how long you're going to be there. And so that family was able to greet them and say, hey, how about we take your belongings out of these trash bags? And, um, you know, anything that doesn't fit inside the cupboards or the dresses they have for you in the closet, you can place in this really cool duffel bag that have been personalized for those kids. So one of the kids really liked Batman. He got a Batman sweet case. The other girl liked My Little Pony. She got a My Little Pony sweet case. And so it was just really cool that the family had thought about the kids ahead of time and that the kids can now replace those trash bags with something that is personalized to them. So they wrote us and they wanted to thank us and they sent us a picture of the kids all happy with their sweet cases. And, you know, it's a good break, uh, icebreaker at the very least. And it gives the kids a sense of dignity. I love it, man. Well, yeah, if, if you have the opportunity, I'd love to share that photo on the website when I share the show. So uh, I, I'll connect with you afterward. So one last question before before we go. Uh, what's the general ultimate goal of this organization? You guys are making some change right now uh, on the national level, you know, creating these experiences where, you know, children can feel, you know, better about the situation that they're in. Where, where do you guys see this organization going in the future? What inspires you? Well, I mean, our, our ultimate goal is to help every kid in the foster care system. And obviously that sounds like a lofty goal because there's so many of them and because there's so many more entering every single day. Um, but we've, we've seen ever since we've started that, you know, the number of kids that we've helped has increased more and more as, um, you know, we become advocates for these kids and become advocates for change. Um, a lot of people are looking for an outlet to get involved and give back. And oftentimes they don't know how to do that. And so we provide that outlet for those that want to get involved and make a difference. So as we spread that awareness, as people become involved, we're able to help more and more kids. And even though it seems like a lofty number, 
um, since we've started our organization 10 years ago, we've helped 200,000 kids. Wow. Um, wow. So, I mean, we're already halfway there and, you know, granted that there are kids that enter the system and that number changes, um, we've already done so much. So our ultimate goal is to continue, you know, building these relationships, continue partnering with people that do want to give back and make a difference at any capacity and just kind of help, help fight these statistics together. That's our ultimate goal. Stephen, this is great. Thank you so much for your time today. Where can people learn more about Together We Rise and then consider donating? Yeah, definitely. So if people want to learn more and get involved, they can just visit our website. It's um, www.togetherwerise.org. And from there, you can learn about our programs, um, see if any of them tug on your heartstrings a little more than others, and you can donate towards those programs. Or you can just uh, learn about our organization in general. You can follow us on social media. We're always posting fun adoption stories. Um, you know, things kind of give you a little bit of a, a brighten your day, so to speak. But um, yeah, just go to our website, www.togetherrise.org, and there's a lot of information on there that you can learn about us. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for sharing this uh, important information with me today. And uh, I just want to thank you for doing such great work in your community and, and across our country, because this is such an important topic. And uh, it's just a pleasure for me to talk to you today. Thank you. Well, thank you, Andy. I appreciate you having me on your show and, you know, the exposure that this is going to give to more kids in need. So thank you as well. Appreciate that. Oh, I love that session, man. We were all over the place, but it was a blast. Saving money, taking advantage of credit card rewards, Michael's debt freedom, and together we rise. I suppose the theme to all these different segments, all this craziness, is that once we're feeling confident with our money situation, we can truly make a difference in people's lives that really need it, especially our country's children. I mean, after all, they are our future. You'll find all the links and resources for today's show at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 124. This includes a full written version of today's show. So yeah, go check that out. You get all the links and resources, marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 124. Before we go for the day, I'd like you to do any one of these three things to support the show. Number one, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player of choice. So we're hanging out every week. Number two, share this episode with a friend who wants to save more, go on more vacations, crush debt, or give back to children in need. Again, that's at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 124. And then the last thing, number three, leave me a review in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Those reviews help more people find this show. So everybody, we received a few reviews since last month's giveaway offer of Grant Sabatier's new book, financial freedom. And today we're going to choose our winner. And to help me do this, I've got my trusty Alexa app here. Oh, wait, don't say anything yet, Alexa. <laughs> and to help me with... I don't know that. Oh, yeah, I know you don't know that. Okay. Anyway, I've got, I've got Alexa and I've got my assistant, Zoe Hill, here to help me as well. And uh, are, you ready? are you ready to do this, Zoe? Sorry. I don't oh, know that. Alexa, just stop talking. I got to stop saying Alexa. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know that one. Uh, are, you, are you ready, Zoe? Okay, everybody wants to hear you. They can't see you bob your head. Yes. All right. Are you ready, Zoe? Yes. All right. Okay, so here we go. Do what you got to do with uh, our girlfriend there. Alexa, pick a number between one and three. 
Your random number between one and three is two. All right. So our second review is from Cat Fishback. Thank you very much. I like uh, and Zoe. I won't say her name because she'll interrupt us again. So Zoe, would you mind reading this nice review into the microphone? Love the way which MKM address the very important relationship between finance and family. As a young mom of a one-year-old, two- and a three-year-old, I really appreciate the parenting I support can get. And this is the first podcast I've found that is really blends finances and family in such an intentional way oh and it sounds like andy was born to do podcasts he just got the voice for it that was incredible thank you so much zoe and thank you cat now if you want to hear your review read by my awesome daughter zoe on this podcast please again go to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and leave this show a review. Zoe and I are sending out books from some of our favorite authors we've had on the show. Again, this week is Grant Sabatier's Financial Freedom Book. And Zoe has offered to make a little piece of artwork that will go inside the book as well. So if you want to hear your review read and have a little piece of artwork from Zoe do that review and then email me that review at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com and I'll be in contact. <laughs> Zoe, thank you so much for being here today. We'll see you again next month. Are you going to join again? Totally. All right. This month on the show, we're going to start switching things up a little bit. It's going to be different, fun, and it's going to help you to save more, make more, and protect your family. On March 11th, we've got Jen Smith, the author of the No Spend Challenge Guide. She's going to join us and inspire us to flex our frugality muscles. On March 18th, we're going to have a very special mortgage freedom episode where I talk about how to get rid of your mortgage early. And we'll hear from a listener of this show who's recently done that. And then last Monday, March 25th, Doc G, the multimillionaire real estate expert, joins us to talk about why real estate is an excellent asset class we all need in our portfolios. Variety is the spice of life, my friends. So I'm glad you're going to be open to my change up of the show this month. I look forward to hearing your feedback. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Benjamin Franklin. If you would be wealthy, think of saving as well as getting. Small actions can make a huge impact on your finances, my friends. Carpe diem. 